0: Hello everyone, hope you're well. So we've got some mini episodes for you here where we go through some of your biggest finance
1: questions. Paul asks for our first question, what are your thoughts on a pension crisis for millennials or Gen Z when retirement comes around? Over to you. (laughs) (laughs) Just carrying the whole load as usual. I can do
0: it if you want. Yeah, please. Yeah, of course. I'm really passionate about this. So I think there's been a shift in... um, pensions over a generation from we could rely on the state pension to we rely on company pensions and defined benefit schemes to now it's very much on on the individual. We've seen this in a shift from those defined benefit, where defined benefit is the amount of money you get is defined the benefit is defined. So these are the kind of pensions you get in you know, public services where people get like a guaranteed income for life. You know, very generous, very valuable pensions. They're like gold dust versus defined contribution schemes, which is it, the amount you get is defined at how much you pay in. And that shift means that it's really on the individual The pension crisis is simply that people just aren't saving enough. They aren't taking it seriously enough. The companies that they are using to save are ripping them off in terms of fees. And the approach that's happening inside of the pensions is too cautious. So you've got this combination of high fees, low risk investments, and not enough contributions in. All someone needs to do to fix that is pay attention, log on, figure out what's going on inside their fund and ask themselves, can I pay more into this? Because it's a really tax efficient way we all will get old. Not all of us. I mean, you know, some statistics are some people die young, but most people will get old. So yeah. we Way to
1: put a nice positive spin on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, a lot of people don't know what's in their pensions. Like, they, mm. like you said, they don't know. Um, it's a bit too cautious and they don't, some people like me don't even know who your pension's with. Well, my old work-based pension. So yeah. So finding out where your pensions are and then kind of jiggling things around to make them a bit more Lucrative, I guess. Yeah,
0: you just repeat what I say and then- Pretty bit. much,
1: <laughs> and then I take, take all the credit, I know yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Next question. <laughs> Ooh, Thrifty Mum. Thrifty Mum asks, good name. Should I reduce my pension contributions?
0: <laughs> That's what <laughs> you bring the context of the previous question, go
1: on. Should I reduce my pension contributions in order to pay off debt quicker?
0: Oh, okay. So I would almost certainly say yes. no, personally. No. Oh, okay. I yeah.
1: thought the first move is always to, clear your debt before you start investing. Otherwise, if your investments aren't returning more than your debt, you're losing money, right?
0: Yeah, but first of all, there's a return baked into a work-based pension scheme. I'm I'm assuming work-based, it might not be, but like you get a tax advantage there, which is very generous, 20% up to 40%. There's national insurance benefits as well. I highly doubt the debt will be, you know, so it it is, there's a massive return there in terms of the tax incentives that you get. So unless the debt is above 20%, the pension, in, even in the worst cases, is probably better. And secondly, I, I think there needs to be like, that is priority number one. Like the pension should happen before anything. And even someone who is up to their eyeballs in debt should be paying into their work-based scheme just as a given at the, at the minimum requirements, because again, you are gonna get old, that is gonna happen. And the most powerful thing that you can deploy to make sure that you have a large pension is time and you don't get that time back that money disappears from your pay packet without you even really noticing it was there. You know, so I personally would, would use that. I mean, it's, that's just me. What if it's um,
1: not a work-based pension?
0: If it's like a SIP or something, yeah, you could dial that back if you want, but you're still getting the tax benefits within a SIP. Um, you can, you know, With a SIP, you can, with any money you pay in, you get you know, tax relief again. So again, it's a, there's a significant benefit there without even talking about the benefit of the return in the market over time. If you can hear little footsteps, this house is infested with rats. <laughs> no, it's Toothless No, it's dog. Come on, Tooth- Toothless. Call Toothless up. So, what are the, this is the producer's dog. Glad to get on camera now. Can't see, you can't see her, but she's lovely. She's actually rescued by Tom Hardy, which is an interesting fact. Really? Yeah. How do you not know that? I don't know. she should put her on camera. Yeah, Tom Hardy rescued a load of staffies, and Toothless, Toothless was one of them. them. Named after the dragon. Um, from How to Train Your Dragon, not because she's got a lack of teeth. (laughs) Santico underscore San said, what's the sweet spot percentage of pension contributions based on monthly income? Go on, T.
1: Yeah, so 17.23%. Uh, <laughs> I did the numbers. <laughs> I, I crunched the numbers earlier. Just while he was reading the question, I just run the numbers quickly through my head. I have no idea. <laughs> David, take it away, please.
0: Um, so I'm, I'm drawing on the expertise of some of the guests that we've had. Lisa Conway-Hughes had a rule. Was it like half your age? Oh yeah, that was a good one. Half your age as a percentage?
1: Of so your income that you need to save.
0: Yeah, so, so whatever your age is, half it and that's the percentage that you should be paying into your pension. I think... You know, if you put in 15% of your money away into pension, that's another one I've heard. So I know that when they were doing analysis of global pension trends, the World Economic Forum, who whenever you mention them, people like, whoa, conspiracy, you'll earn nothing (laughs) and be happy, Um, which they did say. But anyway, they said that they think that people should be paying 15% in and most people only pay 5%. I know with the match that you get from work, you'll get into about 8%. I don't think that that's enough. But when we're talking about retirement savings, it's not just a pension, it's your ISA, it's downsizing your home. So look at it like holistically and look at the whole picture. But I certainly think that like 10 to 15% is, is a benchmark, but most people as well will increase as they get older. So as they're approaching, you know, if you consider at the age of say 55, soon to be 57, you can take 25% of the value of your pension tax free. And if, you, if you're if you working through employment, you can put that money into that pension before tax. So you've got a way there of if you're 50 going, in seven years, anything I'm putting into my pension, I can like take a big chunk of it tax-free. So it's really efficient to do that because you just, you just totally circumnavigate the tax system. So like, you know, the year before I retire, I'll be sticking as much of my wage in as possible. So give yourself some slack on like, Most people will pay more money into their pensions as they they get there. But obviously the benefit of compounding or to maximize compounding, time is a key component. So, you know, whatever you can afford, I would say, and I think people should be trying to get to that 10% range, but you know, you get to, that includes match contributions from the employer and also look at things like your ISA as well and all of that stuff.
1: So my guess of 17% wasn't too bad. No, no. I yeah, see, crunching yeah. those numbers in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think most people would say 17% and wince really hard because yeah. that's a lot. But w- what we're saying is you pay in 4%, you get 1% tax relief. Your employer might put in 3%. You know, you're, you're 8% now already. You've got an ISA that you contribute to. That's like a, a bit. You've, you've bought a house and you're downsized maybe. You so know. it's
1: all your savings yeah. in total, not just what you're putting directly yeah. into your pension.
0: But this is, uh, this is the point around having like a, an understanding of how all these assets work together to get you to that point. Uh, because just saying to someone, put 20% into your pension, most people say, I, don't aff- I can't afford that. But then when they look at it, they're actually quite near that percentage anyway, yeah. and they only need an extra couple of percent to get them there.